I think being an entrepreneur is the key to an, living an extraordinary life. And I think that most people think it's a straight line to success. It's never a straight line. I don't care who it is, right? Unless you get, you're that 0.001% that got lucky. Even then. Yeah. E Elon Musk, greatest entrepreneur of our generation. Right. Ups and downs. Tesla was almost bankrupt a few yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. Everybody rides the roller coaster. Yeah. Treading water is the same as drowning to people like you and me. You better start swimming. Welcome to I'm the One Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Green. All of this that we're talking about, I mean, this is a lot yeah. for people to, to take in. How do they take that risk, yeah. that lead? Just whether it's being an entrepreneur or doing a cold plunge or any of that kind of stuff, like what's your advice? How would they start? Yeah, I think everybody's at a different point in their life. And in terms of, I think this, you start with what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Like, I just think take an assessment and being honest with yourself. I think everybody's in, everybody is in the spot they are in their life because of decisions that they've made in the past, mm -hmm. whether that's good or bad. Mm -hmm. And just taking a clear, honest assessment of where you are. I mean, use this framework if you want. Use the wealth, health, and relationships. Use your own framework, whatever mm -hmm. works for you. And saying, where am I at? If I gave myself a grade in wealth. If I gave myself a grade in health. If I gave myself a grade in relationships, where am I at? And where do I really want to be? Once you've got a starting point, now you can measure on, think about it from a measuring standpoint. All right, you know what? I want yeah. to tackle one at a time. I want to say, you know what? I want to do health. Might be smart to do at the beginning. Probably a good idea at the beginning. <laughs> where do I want to be? But have a goal of what you want to do. And then the biggest thing I think is just start. One thing I, um, mm. I do a, sometimes to the detriment of my team, I'm a quick starter. Mm -hmm. Like I have an idea, let's go now, mm -hmm. today. Not next week, not a month from now, today. Let's go now. Because I think by making a quick decision and starting right away, it doesn't give time for doubt, fear to creep in. It's like all the people in October, I'm going to start New Year. I'm going to start oh, working out, gosh. right? And, and listen, we all do it because it's easy to procrastinate. It's like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a disease, right? Tomorrow, mm -hmm. tomorrow, tomorrow. And we all do that in different aspects to different degrees. We all procrastinate. And sometimes it serves us. But other times it really doesn't. And it's like, well, you know what? I want to get in better shape. Great. What can you do today? I'm going to go walk for 10 minutes. I'm going to go walk for five. I'm going to, I'm going to get on the bike for five minutes and do something, right? But start it today and then go, you know what? Tomorrow I'll walk for six minutes. I'll walk for, just take action. I feel like action is the key. I love it. It starts to get you moving, right? Yeah. You start doing things. And then you start to build. There's a, um, Atomic Habits is a great book about yep. this stuff. Um, just re-listen to it. Great book because you can then stack. Yep. Habit stacking, yep. right? And once you start to get that, you see yourself differently, right? It's an, it's an image. If you think of yourself as somebody who's fit and then you're not fit, mm. it doesn't match up. There's no congruency there. You're, you're thinking and then who you are, it's different. It doesn't match. And it's like, well, I want to be back to who I consider myself and who I see myself as. I see myself as someone successful. Well, if I'm unsuccessful from a wealth perspective, then I better probably resolve that problem and fix it. Right. So I think that's the starting point for me. It's just to take action. So I would get a, a be an honest, ask your friends, you know, Hey, where do you think I'm at? What do you think I yeah. could do better? What do you think I'm, I say I want to do, but I don't really follow through on and then pick one of those three things and pick a small piece of it. So when I say health, it could be strength. It could be uh, aerobic capacity. It could be size. You want to be bigger. It could be food. It could be nutrition. nutrition yeah. It could be flexibility. Yeah. It could be anything that you say, hey, I want to do a better job of X. Because of that, I'm going to go take action today. And I think this is a big problem with, you know, 
we want to do it, but we want to do it all. And this is today's yeah. this is society, right? I want it now. Yeah. I, you know, take the pill. I'm good. Yeah. But that's not how it works. And by chunking that down into, you know, starting that little segment of whatever it is. And when you were talking about starting things, starting is the hardest thing for us to do, it seems, because we live in a procrastination, you know, sort of mindset. And it's so easy. Like you said, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it later. And the fact that you jump in and do it right away, that's a great way. But here's another thing is and I, I tell people, because even trying to trick myself, I'll be on the couch. Mm. I'm like, get up and go. But you're trying to do it, but your mind goes in loops. So what I do, and I think Tony Robbins threw this out, like do something physical. So I take yeah. one deep breath, like mm, reset and boom, I'm done. Like I cut that loop and I'm up and I'm going. So I try and teach that to people and it's a simple, but you've got to remember to do that too. Yeah. So, I, I, I love that technique. And, and there's another one that I use. It's similar to that is that some people call it like an alter ego okay. or an avatar or something. Are you familiar with this no. concept? God, I, Interesting. I, I just had this conversation the other day with a buddy of mine, Brandon. He wants to go get a new uh, sales job. He's like, hey, man, I need to channel some Rob in my life. Mm. So I'm like, dude, you have to do whatever you got to do to get this job. It's that good of a job. It's it's 10 times better than he's a good job now. Right. It's 10 times better job. Right. And he can crush it. He's built for it. He's like, well, yeah, I'm going to work on my resume. I said, what do you mean you're going to work on your resume? Everybody works on their resume. Yeah. No, you're going to go get that job. Yeah. He's like, okay, I need a channel. What do I need to do with that? I said, I learned this as a kid uh, playing hockey with this guy, uh, Mike, who was better than all of us by like leaps and bounds. We'd play hockey and we'd be down four nothing. And he would just say, hey, you know what? What's the score? <laughs> we're, we're down four nothing. He goes, I'm going to flip the switch. And he'd go like this. He had like a, like a light switch on his chest and he'd oh. flip the switch and we'd lose five four. Like we had no chance. It was a game over. He flipped the switch and he put on crazy Mike. You need him on your team. Yeah, I, yeah, you're on your team. You're gonna win. You don't have to try. He's right. gonna, we're gonna win my own. So I told Brandon, I shared that with him the other day, and I'm like, yeah, just flip the switch, buddy. Just think about what it, what would you do if you had to have if your life depended on getting that job? Because that job, let's say he makes fifty thousand dollars more a year. It's way more than that potential. But let's say he makes fifty thousand a year more. Mm -hmm. It's not a fifty thousand dollar effort to get that job. If he works there for five years, it's a $250,000 opportunity. So if you said, I have a $250,000 opportunity, then you should prepare like it's a $250,000 opportunity. You better do everything ready to prepare. You better crush this interview. You better, do, you better blow them away that they walk away from whatever the interview looks like and go, God, if we don't hire that guy, I am stupid. Let me ask you this though, because and, and, I talk to a lot of my clients about this, interviews, everybody gets nervous and they start sweating. Right. And I have a solution that I do. Okay. I'd love but, to hear it. Well, but again, this is a mindset that I've built into myself is there's no wrong way. If I get the job, cool. If I mm. don't, cool. I get to go do this also. Mm. But that's something that I'm able to do. Mm. What about you? Like, how do you, like, you're telling no me, no plan B. Go prep. Go, you're, oh, you're all in. We're getting the job. See, that's different. That's opposite of what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like plan B. Yeah. I don't like plan B. Plan B doesn't feel good to me. I want to just, we're going to, I mean, in my head, yeah. if I do the work, here's how I think about it. Somebody else does this job. He has a friend who does this job right now. So he knows this guy. Mm -hmm. This guy has no special abilities that he doesn't have. This guy is crushing this job, a sales job. He's doing very, very well right. with it. So if that's the case, then you're better than he is. Most likely you should be able to get the job. Right. In my head, if someone else has already done it. Right. Then why can't you do it? So and I, I, I'm with you on this. But here's what I'm trying to get at is 
they get so nervous for the mm. interview, they blow it because they're so nervous. So mm. I try and teach them like, hey, mm. if you get it, cool. If you don't, you still got this. So when they go in, they're their natural self, or at least more natural, where people feed and get that energy. And so they they do much better in that sense. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. What, and what I just heard is like, no plan B. Now I'm nervous. I'm mm. going to this interview. I'm freaking out because if there's no tomorrow. I don't get nervous about stuff like that. No, and I get it. You're built that way. But I'm just, that's what I'm trying to like understand. Like, because this is what I do for myself to not huh. get nervous. I walk into a room, I prep. I walk into a room and I'm like, whatever, it's all going to be good, right? But again, that's my mindset. This guy's trying to get this job. There's no plan B. I'm just trying to figure out how to meld both mm. of those, right? I've got, a, I've got a one here for you on this got one. It. I just had this conversation with my daughters the other day. So my oldest daughter started ninth grade on Monday a couple of days ago. My youngest daughter started seventh grade uh, yesterday. And my ninth grade daughter, Dylan, was a little nervous and anxious, she said. And I said, I said we've talked about this before. She goes, I know, Dad. And I go, well, I'm going to tell you again then, because you told me you're, you're a little nervous, a little anxious. I said, the same feeling you get inside of you is anxious or excited. It's exactly the same feeling that you have. It's how are you labeling it? And what is your perception of it? Perception. It's reality. all about perception. So I said, are you anxious? She's like, uh, I'm excited, dad. And I was like, are <gasps> you really? Okay. I don't know if you really, I know you haven't really owned that yet. I really bought it. So like, it's like if you've ever given a speech in front of 100 people or 200 people on a stage, everybody gets the butterflies sure. or you play a sport. Right. If you don't get the butterflies, you don't care. Yeah. Like everybody gets that in their stomach. Right. But do you see that and go, oh, I'm nervous and I'm anxious? Or do you perceive that as I'm excited? So I walk in, I just take that same feeling I have inside and I convert that into energy. I'm right there with you. And now I'm pumped up and yep. I'm excited. Yep. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock and yeah. roll this job interview. Love it. And to me, if you prepare, really prepare. I think a lot of people don't know what pre prepare mean. Yeah. It means, I mean, I think they just don't even prepare anymore. I yeah. think we interview a lot of people and we hire a lot of people. <laughs> and I mean, it's not that hard to separate yourself from your average person who, who's coming in for an interview. So I, I, the bar is really low. Can you tell right away? like with the Immediately. Yeah. I have been, uh, everybody that I've ever hired that's been great, I wanted to hire them during the interview. Yeah. I wanted to offer them a job during the interview. Yeah. Every single person. <laughs> Hold back. Hold yeah, back. no, right. like, most of the time I just hire them on the, on the spot now, but hey, like, there you go. Let's go. We got, I've already made the decision. And generally I know in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And now granted, I'm not the first interview. I'm probably the third or fourth interview. And I already have some, some background on them and I've already got some sure. feedback and they've already been gone through some filters. Right. So, but I know right away, like there are, it's like, you get a feeling. I generally think your gut is, is, is right on that. A lot of cases. So that's it. And I teach this to everybody is intuition is 95% correct. So listen to it all yeah. the time because you're probably going to be right. Cause our subconscious, what we filter in and what we see, like right now, what we're looking at optically, yeah. we're consciously taking in 5%. Right. The other 95 goes into our subconscious, which like I tell people, which is an easy one is when you get a weird feeling about somebody, but you can't get it, listen to it because yeah. They're either twitching or flitching. There's things that you aren't consciously picking up. Right. So in that interview process, and there's been so many studies of this where there's a there's a clip that you could watch of two hours of yeah. somebody, and then there's of 10 seconds, and the same outcomes yep. come out. And sometimes it's better when you only watch the first 10, because then you start overthinking and get your... Yeah, Google Google did a bunch of research on that, and they yeah. took that those windows of time, and they kept chunking it down. Yeah. How much time do they really need to make the right decision on hiring? And it came down to a very short time. It, it was a high correlation to the outcome after, you know, hours of interviews, right? right? And it's just, that's, it's, it's hard to rationalize it, right, at a company, especially a big company. Yeah. But at a small company, we can kind of do what we want to do. 
and you know we got to follow the law obviously but we got to figure out what you, you know do. i mean we try we do our best you know cross our Not fingers and hope that it works out <laughs> so we try to follow the law and uh no we follow the law very very clearly very very strictly on following the law so but we we, we ask the right questions try to find out what are they capable of doing the job and really can they win at the job so okay so we've talked about taking action and now say the listeners are like okay i'm gonna take action i'm gonna do something i'm gonna start which was the hardest thing we said to do now they've started whether it's it's now becoming an entrepreneur or they're doing cold plunges or yeah. whatever it is that you know working on one of you know the, the the three principles like you know health wealth relationships it's like now they're going to start what does the road ahead look like for them because you start it and you get going how do you maneuver and what, what is it going to be all joy or which i assume not well, yeah. What's your take? What, what, what should people expect? Well, I think that's a, that goes back to the perception, right? And, and setting expectations. And I think you always use wealth and entrepreneurism as an example. I think being an entrepreneur is the key to an, living an extraordinary life. And I think that most people think it's a straight line to success. It's never a straight line. I don't care who it is, right? Unless you get, you're that 0.001% that got lucky. Even then. Yeah. E Elon Musk, greatest entrepreneur of our generation. Right. Ups and downs. Tesla was almost bankrupt a few yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. Everybody rides the roller coaster. Yeah. Everybody goes up and down and up true, and true, down. True, true. And so that's going to happen all the time. It's how you handle the downs and not getting too high on the ups either, because then you can kind of read your own press sometimes. Right. And so it's, it's living that and being able to measure that out and understand how I want to go. How do I want to handle what's coming at me? It goes back to the same framework, right? It goes back to the same framework of how am I thinking about what's happening? What does it mean? What should I do about it? And I think it is absolutely critical when we're on the downside of that roller coaster because you want to mm. turn it back up as fast as you can and just being real with yourself. I mean, we've had plenty of challenges in our businesses, right? The environment changes, whether it's additional sellers, whether it's Amazon, whether it's Shopify, whatever it is, anything involved in e-commerce, we run into problems all the time. I'm I think it's actually a great training ground because you get more obstacles mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur. Gotcha. You get all a lot more challenges, a yeah. lot more frequency, and it happens all the time. So I mean, I've gone through this in my life. When I worked in corporate America, I worked in the mortgage industry in 2008. I'm not sure if you heard this, Fine. but the whole thing crashed. <laughs> uh, it was like a, a spigot went off. They just turned off the faucet one day, and uh, there were no more mortgages out there, and the whole industry just collapsed. Oh, I got caught. So I got caught too. I, got, I lived in that. I worked as a stockbroker. I got hired the Friday before in 2000 that the NASDAQ peaked. Oh, my goodness. It was like March 10th. <laughs> Wait a minute. You were in one day before that? I started the Friday before. Oh. If you actually go look at the chart for 2000, it was 2000. Yeah. Uh, March 13th might have been the peak of the NASDAQ at that time. I started the Friday before. Wow. So when I got a job and I worked in medical welcome. for a while, yeah, welcome <laughs> to, the, to the game. When I started medical, I said, I, I got some good news and bad news to you to my boss. He said, well, what's that? I said, well, I'm going to do great at this job. That's the good news. The bad news is the last two industries I worked in collapsed shortly after I was in them. So I don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing for you and yeah. for this company or not, but maybe medical sales is in nice. trouble. But I, I rode through that. Did that I, work? It, it, it actually, medical sales worked out great. So okay. we didn't crash that industry, but I've had those experiences. I don't think that industry can crash. By no, the way. I don't. No, no, we don't even get into that. No, oh, the government and, yes. and all the medical no, stuff. No, no don't go that route. But I think that um, living through those experiences, I know a lot of people, I'll use the mortgage crash as an example. That was the peak 
of their earning potential mm-hmm. because they took that and internalized it and never were able to get out of it. They made more money during that window of time and they probably were 15 years later. They make less now, 15 years later. And that was, that was like, oh, those were the good old days, right? It's like this. I went to my high school reunion uh, a few months ago. And, you know, there's a few of those people that, you know, high school was their best few years. Oh, and so that school. was it. That was the best time. Ooh. And they're, they don't have a bigger, brighter future. Yeah. And so they're looking back at what used to be. And same thing with these people. Some of these, some of these people I worked with, they look, that was the peak. And they haven't been able to see that bigger, brighter future. And then I think that fosters that, like, what was me? This is a challenge. As opposed to, like, hey, you know what? I've made mistakes. Uh, I'm going to make more mistakes. It's okay. I'm okay with that. Like I tell the kids, I said, just, just don't break your neck. You're going to you break a bone. Sure. You're going to get scratches. You know, this things to happen. Just don't do anything that permanently damages you yeah. for the lifetime, right? So you're going to get bumps. You're going to get scrapes. How do you take those? How do you react to them? How do you learn from them so you don't have to do them again? That's another big, big piece Ooh. to it to me. Oh, that's, that's my life story. From As a kid, grew up in a very conservative household. So I was from... Seventh grade to twelfth grade, those six years, I was pretty much grounded four of them just because my own doing. <laughs> I just wouldn't, I didn't like school and I wouldn't get the grades I needed. But that was just, I, I lost my whole train of thought. Of that no, one. no, you're fine. But that was, I'm with you, man. Like when you talk about that, that was like, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that the obstacles make you stronger. I know it seems very cliche in that people throw out all these different aphorisms and cliches around it, but I do truly believe you come out stronger in it. It goes back to a little bit what you talked about earlier about being nervous, right? Once you've overcome some obstacles, I think that it builds some confidence. Yes. Because you're like, I've already handled this. I've already handled the 42 degrees this morning for two minutes, and that did not feel great. That (laughs) sucks, right? For the first 30 seconds, for sure. And that's that's, that's actually what I tell a lot of people, right? Like, the first time you do something, regardless of what it is, it's foreign to you. It's hard. It's different. It's awkward. It's weird. Second time's easier. Third time's easier. Next thing you know. It just becomes what you do. And just like you're talking about having that roller coaster, it soon becomes something just like that. And you take it, you're like, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in being an entrepreneur and, and, and trying to accumulate wealth and, and grow my businesses, I think about it that we're going to make mistakes. Can we learn from it? And then are we better situated for the next opportunity? And then a few years later, are we better situated? For, are, we, are we compounding our learning? Are we compounding what we can do and how we can tackle the next opportunity, Right. Sometimes opportunities don't pan out, but we're setting ourselves up to fulfill the potential of that next opportunity. And I, again, I keep, I come back to my kids all the time on this, right? It's, 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 it's teaching them that. Mm-hmm. How do I teach you? Know, you're going to have ups and downs. You're, you're going to have boyfriends and they're going to break up and there's going to be issues <laughs> and you're not going to do well on a test and this stuff's going to happen. So how do you think about that and how do you handle it? And then how do you say, all right, well, I, kinda, I didn't do well on that test, but it's really my fault take accountability and responsibility for it because I didn't prepare right. Mm. And now what can I do next time so that doesn't happen again? And I go back to the interviewing thing. If you practice enough and yeah. you're truly prepared, I don't know. When, I, when I've been truly prepared and, and, and really, really ready for something, I'm never nervous. And that's, that was one of my points when I talk to people is you do the prep work. Yeah. And once you have all the information and you've done the work, it's yep. there. Yeah. There's no reason to be nervous. You yeah. go in and you don't be, here's, here's the tough part though. As soon as you walk in that door, you become present. You don't be in your head like trying right. to go through your stuff. You can just be present and you're going to have the stuff when they ask you that question, you had already done the prep work. It's going to come right to you. 
And so, yeah, you don't have to be nervous. Yeah, I saw a clip a couple of years ago talking about uh, somebody who played with Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. And he was telling his Kobe Bryant story. And he was sitting on the bench with Kobe. And Kobe was like, a, you know, one for 12 in the first half or something. And he goes, man, what are you going to do? And he goes, well, I'm going to keep shooting. And the guy goes, Kobe? How, yeah, how, how, do you, how, do you, how do you have confidence? He goes, I've done the work. I've done the work. I've done the preparation. I've taken the shots. I've put the work in that I know they're going to keep falling. It's, gonna, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And I think that's where that level of confidence comes from is going through the obstacles and being prepared for the next one. I think it's actually a disservice to some people. They get lucky early in mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get too lucky early. I think maybe that's what I was talking about earlier. Like when some people are like, the point zero, they just get lucky. But that can be much worse than going through the stuff. So that, which is, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're spot on there. I mean, whether it's uh, growing up in a certain family or going to a certain school, or maybe your first business takes off. And you think it's too, it's, it think it's easy, right? And so, so there's, there's that other side of it too. You're always going to have challenges in life. And I just think it's how you handle the challenges. Yeah. And I, I think that the challenges I've lived through, the things that haven't worked, I've done more products. I've launched more products that didn't work than I have that probably that, that have worked. I've launched other business opportunities that don't work. Sure. They're not all going to work. And I'm okay with that. I understand that. I take the risk and I'm comfortable with that. I think a lot of people, I, I, Earlier this year, I was talking to uh, one of my daughter's classes or a class at school about career day. So I went in and talked to one of the classes. I think it was like a ninth to 10th grade class or something at the school about, about being an entrepreneur. And somebody asked me about that, about risk. I was shocked, by the way, how many of the kids didn't want to be an entrepreneur because it was too much risk. And I, I thought to myself, where did, I'm you, not gonna comment. where did you guys learn this? <laughs> they learned it from their parents yeah. or other people that they're around that there's all this risk. I don't think of it that way. I think it's a bigger risk to have a job where they control your income. But that's, again, a mindset and a perception issue. But one of the kids said, you know, well, how do I think about risk? And I said, here's a great idea. I think I got this from Tim Tim Ferriss. Just go do something that's outside your comfort zone today. Let go. I'm pretty sure this is in four-hour work week, but if not, I'm sure I heard it from Tim Ferriss. Just go ask for a discount. I've done this a bunch. Yeah. Go to Starbucks and say, hey, can you give me a, can I get the 10% discount on this? And they'll probably look at you strange. Right. Uh, anytime they have like that free chocolate chip cookie, like at a, at a restaurant that'll be out and they'll want to charge you, you know, three bucks extra for that. I'll say, hey, is today a free cookie day? <laughs> and about a third of the time I get a free cookie. I love it. Which is crazy because yeah. it, it makes you uncomfortable because you're asking for something without giving anything in return. So just take small risks and ask the question and just try it and get used to getting that. Mm. It's not going to work sometimes. That rejection, right? Yeah. It's not going to work a lot of times. It's like dating, like asking. You don't ask somebody out you're never going to have a chance to right. go out with them. Right. And it's the fear of failure. Right. Like, yeah. and I tell people all the time, it's, that is one of my best qualities is I love to fail and I've mm. done it over and over again, but that's how I get to the genius little ideas yeah. and those thoughts. You're not going to get there unless you do the failing. So speaking to what you're saying is like, yeah, you go out and just do it. Go ask for the discount. Yeah. You know, just do it. Just go make ask it happen. the girl out, go take that chance. Right. Yeah. What's the worst that's going to happen. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people focus on what's the worst that could happen, right? They think it's going to be worse than it is. They build it up in their head and they say, oh, and and I've done it. I mean, we all have done this. Everybody I know has always done, has done this at some point in their life where they're like, oh, it's going to be much, much worse than it really is. And then, you know, what's the worst outcome that could happen? And then what's the best outcome that could happen, right? And think about it from that perspective. And it's like, all right, well, yeah. So somebody says no, or okay, (laughs) what does that mean? I mean, I'm not going to cry about it. Yeah, maybe your feelings got hurt. I, I get it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's that repetition, and, and th- whether you call it thick skin, yeah. whether you call it confidence, whatever it might be, 
it starts to, you start to build and get used to it, right? And you get used to it. And then it gives you confidence to do more of it. And then it might be bigger and bigger risks, right? I'm not saying go and take all of your life savings right. and go, you know, buy crypto with it necessarily. I don't think that's probably the right call for most people. <laughs> but I do think, you know, taking smaller risks and getting that confidence and building confidence and being able to do that is really critical. Yeah. So 100% agree. Thanks, everybody. Please check out I'mTheOne.com. Subscribe to this podcast so we can share this. If it resonates with you, please come to the website. Um, do an AMA. Ask me anything. I want to just start building this community and asking, helping, answering questions, giving any guidance I can help. And then eventually we have enough people that can help each other. I, I think it's something that we can build that's really special that I just don't see out there. Once you have your tribe of people, it's amazing the difference it makes in your life. And finding that tribe is hard. You know, I, most of my friends that are entrepreneurs all live in different places, right? The beauty is we, have, we can reach out to everybody in the internet nowadays. So um, until next time, stay curious and never stop becoming the one. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with friends. Visit imtheone.com and ask me anything. And as always, stay curious and never stop becoming the one.